Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. If you've been wanting to master the art of manifesting money and cultivate a lighter, more enjoyable, more feminine, and dare I say, pleasurable approach to creating more money in your life, look no further because Sovereign Money is about to relaunch in just a couple of days. In fact, it opens up on Monday, May 20th, which is literally just around the corner. And this launch, I am doing something that I've never done before for everyone who gets on the wait list. I am giving you $100 off of your enrollment into Sovereign Money, and I'm opening the doors one day early with that $100 off special. This is only available to those who get on the waitlist before Sunday the 19th, and it will expire once we launch to the public on May 20th. Don't wait. You can get on the waitlist right now by going to manifestationbabe.com slash SM. That's S as in sovereign, M as in money. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash SM for that $100 off of your enrollment into sovereign money. Welcome back to the Manifestation Babe podcast. I am so excited to continue on with my ayahuasca series. So if you haven't listened to part one of my ayahuasca slash Rhythmia series, make sure you go back and listen to episode number 120 because you're going to be really lost since I'm just going to dive right into what exactly happened in ceremony number three and ceremony number four, including a breathwork session that just solidified it all after the ceremonies. And if you absolutely have no idea what I'm talking about, make sure you listen to episode number 116, where I share with you the who, what, when, where, why of ayahuasca, as well as the Rhythmia Life Advancement Center. So I'm just going to dive right in, you guys. You know, I talked about last episode how I drank the ayahuasca. Here's what happened. And I'm going to continue in the same exact theme of just sharing, you know, um, uh, in a series, what happened night three, what happened night four, and then what happened in breathwork. And then I'm going to recap everything in the next episode in part three, where I'm going to share with you what exactly I brought home from Rhythmia with me, because I've been home for almost a week now, and how exactly the plant medicine transformed my life. And obviously, I shared with you guys a ton of takeaways. You know, within the ceremony, I was having breakthroughs. It's not like you go through the ceremony and then it's done and then the breakthroughs come later. Your mind is just exploding all over the place. And obviously, I shared with you guys some of the breakthroughs I had 
But then, you know, when you have time to really think about what resonates and what needs to come first and what, uh, you know, as things tie together and connect together and as you are just living your life and perhaps having a conversation with someone or reading something or just thinking to yourself or sitting in meditation, you have even more connections that come out of ceremony where you're like, oh my God, that's what that meant. And this is why I need to change this. And if I change this, I'm going to get one step closer to living my most authentic truth and my most authentic purpose. And this has been happening literally every single day, probably every single couple hours. And I've just been building a list that I would love to share with you of how plant medicine completely transformed my life and how I've been integrating. You know, there's been a lot of shifts. There's been a lot of changes. Um, I would say that people are looking at me differently. Um, I would say that things between me and Brennan have uh, been a little different in a way that's been really supporting our growth together and learning more about each other. And it's just been like an adventure. So I'd love to share with you and just be super open. Like, this is what I'm taking home with me. Um, and this is what's going to change. All right. So let's just dive right in. Ceremony number three. <laughs> if you guys remember the last episode, I was having a fucking hard time. And by ceremony number three, I was feeling really beat down. Um, and Rhythmia describes ayahuasca as a process of um, making your self super drunk. And by super drunk, what they mean is your body gets drunk your mind gets drunk, but your soul is the one who comes alive. And you honestly feel like you're just laying there with your soul, just like raw and wide open, receiving all of these learnings and receiving all of these teachings and just receiving the beauty and and the release of darkness that's been holding you back mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, and just come alive and lift the veil uh, between the physical and the spiritual world, right? So I've been feeling beat down AF. And actually, up until this point, I don't remember exactly which day I had this shift, but I had a shift where I realized that I was so hyper focused on the scary experiences that I had in ceremony number one and number two. Obviously, number two was a lot better because I pretty much died and then went to source and then came back and I was just like really practicing merging or practicing what it's like to have merged with my soul. But ceremony number one was freaking terrifying. Like I have heard people's experiences where they've had very terrifying journeys and obviously terrifying is just a label, right? We sometimes we give way too much power to labels. And what I learned from my experience is that there is no good or bad, there just is. And so it doesn't mean that it's terrifying. Whatever was meant to happen is just light being shined or shown, whatever the correct word is, on darkness. And that darkness needs to be illuminated. And once you illuminate the darkness, you realize it's not even darkness, right? And so up until this point, I've been just uh, really dwelling on this dark journey that I had. And I realized that I was doing the same thing in life. And ayahuasca is really a reflective process. What you experience in your ceremonies, somewhere in your life, you're also experiencing the same thing. And I remember having a conversation with ayahuasca, a brief conversation, where I said, 
oh my God, I can't handle this anymore. Can you make this stop? And Ayahuasca said, Catherine, there's no difference. You feel like this in your every single day life. What's the difference between how you're feeling now and how you feel in your everyday life? And I was like, whoa, you're so right. It sucks. It's hard to hear, but that was part of the show me who I've become process. And so I realized also that in life, I was still spending way too much time focusing on like that one bad thing or the one negative comment or the one bad review, right? Like there are so many blessings and miracles around me that constantly surround me in my life. And I have so much to be grateful for and so much to be thankful for, but I still, you know, we're all human here. I still allow like that one bad conversation, right? Giving it a label again and allowing that label to hold its power over me. And I realized that my ceremony, even on, on night one was actually beautiful. It's just that I allowed all of the quote unquote negative stuff overpower my experience. And so I decided that this would be an opportunity for me to learn to focus on positives, right? And come back into ceremony to train my mind to sync with my soul. So I always say, um, I always talk about how when the truth of your heart is in sync with the beliefs of your mind, everything will fall into place in your life. And what I mean by that is that sometimes your beliefs don't always match what's actually happening in your heart. And your mind has a mind of its own. And your mind is just going to go around and just pick up thoughts and tune into thoughts and make up its own thoughts. And you guys have heard of the term, the monkey mind, right? So the mind likes to do its own thing. And it's not always in sync with what's actually going on inside of your heart. You might have thoughts that have nothing to do with the actual truth. And so when you learn to sync the two together and develop beliefs and develop thoughts that match the truth of your heart, it's so much easier to live a blissful, beautiful life. It's so much easier to treat the game or treat life as a game where you get to create as a quantum creator. And so I decided to turn this into a game in good old Catherine Zinkina fashion, where I turned everything into a game. And I was like, you know what? This experience is going to be me sinking my mind with my soul. And this is just a beautiful lesson for me to really learn um, how to focus on the positives. But of course, in good old universe delivering us lessons fashion, um, this was challenging because that day, guys, Brennan got really, really sick. Like after ceremony number two, when I woke up in the morning and I called Brennan, um, when I FaceTimed him, he looked green. He just looked like he had no energy. And I was like, oh my God, what's wrong? And he's like, I don't know what's going on, but I've been throwing up all night long. I've thrown up about six times by the time I woke up this morning and I've had the craziest diarrhea. (laughs) I know this is so TMI, you guys, but bear with it because I got more TMI for you coming your way. And he just had like, he was just purging, right? And I started to get really worried because of course I'm so vulnerable. I'm like so beat down. I'm so broken down. I just feel so raw. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't, 
I can barely handle what's going on inside my own head this week. Like I cannot bear to worry about you when you are home alone and there's no one to check on you and there's no one to take care of you. Like, how am I supposed to do this? And so, of course, again, I was dreading ceremony number three. And I remember Brennan was sleeping the whole day and I just kept worrying and worrying so much and worrying and worrying and worrying. And so finally, I texted my mom and I said, hey, mom, Brennan's home alone. There's literally no one who can check on him right now you know, everyone's out of town or whatever. I'm obviously out of the country. Can you just like keep calling him throughout the night just to see if he'll pick up or just send him good energy or just do something like just in case I want you to know that Brennan is really sick and he's at home. And so my mom's like, okay, okay, okay. Don't worry. And as I was walking to ceremony that night, I realized that worry was another theme in my life that I needed to let go of. And I realized wait a second, what a perfect opportunity for me to let go of worry where I am coming into ceremony worried, sick about Brennan. I don't have my phone on me. They do not allow phones. They don't allow any technology in ceremony. So, and they also don't allow you to leave ceremony, um, to go to your room. And obviously like you can find a way to sneak out because I did that actually on ceremony number four, when ceremony is actually over, but we still haven't done the closing circle. I quickly, um, forgot something in my room or wanted something. So I went and snuck out. So I know it's possible, But, you know, you're not, they say, the shamans say not to leave ceremony because they have protected the area from quote unquote outside forces or outside spirits. And so everything in the maloka and around the maloka is protected and you are very safe to have whatever experience is meant to come through. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to follow that rule. I'm not going to check on Brennan and I'm going to use tonight as a, as a, um, a beautiful opportunity to completely let go of worry. And the night's shaman was Sarah, who was the most beautiful soul I could have ever asked to lead ceremony. The theme of the night was actually called Divine Feminine Night. And um, as I was going to Sarah, getting the repay, I believe it was during the repay or maybe before, Um, I remember, you know, I broke down crying, of course, like (laughs) such a weird, like I was just so vulnerable and I allowed myself to be vulnerable and being the, you know, the independent spirit that doesn't need help and can figure everything out on my own. I really took this opportunity to rhythm to just be, to just be the most vulnerable version of myself and ask for help when I need it. Cause I get rewarded for help. If you guys remember in ceremony number two. So, um, I told her about Brennan. And I was like, I'm so worried. I don't know what's going on. And she's like, no, 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 no. It's actually very common for family members at home, especially if it's your like spouse or someone you are romantically connected with to actually purge darkness too. So as you are healing, they are, they are actually healing too. And this is just a beautiful, um, a beautiful, example of how connected you guys are. Since we're all one and we're all connected, just be happy that he's purging his darkness too. And so I was like, oh, okay. And actually I talked to a couple more people after this and they all mentioned that their spouses were also sick or feeling really low or down or like for no apparent reason, they were emotional or something was going on. And so I thought that was crazy. And what a, what a better what a better reason or no, there's no better reason for you to go to ceremony and do the healing because as you're healing yourself, you're actually healing others too. 
And so that night was truly about the divine feminine for me. Um, Immediately that night, I went to a really deep, deep meditation. And I felt myself just covered in love. And I really tuned into my heart. And as I tune into my heart, remember you guys, like my, my spirit guides are massaging my body, like fixing my body the first night. So I felt that again, except I I only felt it around my heart. And ayahuasca told me that night, that my heart would be healed and that it's being massaged and prepared for the healing. So I was like, okay. And every time I felt any kind of worry come up for me, I also felt my heart expand and kind of overtake that worry. And it was just like another game or another practice that I had where every time I felt worry come up, ayahuasca would be like, no, 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 let me back in. Let me back in. I'm allowing your heart to expand. I'm allowing your heart to expand. So I was like, okay. And then uh, the first and second night, I didn't spend, first of all, the first night, I did not spend any time outside. It was like impossible for me to get out of bed because I was having such a deep experience. And then the second night, I went outside for just a little bit, I think like the second half. But this night, for the majority of the night, I felt called to go and bathe under the moon. And it was a a full moon, actually, that night at 12, 12 a.m. And it was like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I started just being told beautiful things like, Catherine, you're a feminine goddess in human form. And then I'd be told like funny things like, why do you think you were given such a big butt for your size? It's because you're a feminine goddess in human form. And there's just like so much humor and so much love. And I was just like talking to the stars and communicating with the moon and talking to the fire. And the fire outside, you guys, is like this sacred fire that the shamans build. Um, And they build it and then they manage it pretty much under the medicine because, again, everyone's drinking medicine. And so the fire is supposed to be a grandfather energy. And the shaman said uh, the night previously, he said that if you ever have trouble letting go of something, go give it up to the fire. Go introduce yourself to the fire. Tell your mom's name, your dad's name, and then tell it whatever whatever needs to come through, whatever you want to let go of it. And so I remember sitting by the fire and just like I would start to move my body and I would start to like slide off like goop. It's almost like I had goop all over me and I would just slide it off and give it to the fire, slide it off and give it to the fire. And as I was giving it to the fire, I was like moving in such a sensual way. It was so weird, you know, like I'm like sitting and there's like four other people around me and they're all obviously having their own experience. There's nobody judging anybody, but like, I just, I felt like I just looked so weird, but I didn't care. I was just centrally touching myself and like sliding off the scoop and sliding off the scoop. And I remember then laying on the, on the grass after a while, the grass felt just so good to lay on. And I started having a conversation with the universe. And every time I would say something, um, like anything, you know, anything witty or anything, uh, or ask a question, or I would, uh, want to confirm something with the universe. I don't even remember what, to be honest. I just remember one thing, uh, which I'll tell you in a second, the universe would confirm it with a shooting star. And I just remember being like, for instance, this is all I remember. This is all one big cosmic joke and we're just here to play it. Isn't it? And all of a sudden I see a shooting star and it would be like a wink back at me. And after about, I don't know, hours of this, it felt like at some point my head started to hurt 
and it started to hurt in one localized spot. Um, I don't know if you've ever had like a migraine, like a really localized migraine. That's what it felt like, but it wasn't in an area where I typically would experience or have experienced in the past a migraine. And it was just in this one localized spot. And as I started to worry about it, I was like, oh my God, am I dying? Right. <laughs> Cause that's like, of course I'm healing worry. And so I'm still feeling a little bit of worry. And that's what I'm working on that night. I'm playing with the energy of letting go of worry. And I got an immediate answer that the spot that is tingling and throbbing and hurting is from a concussion from childhood. And when I was um, about, I would say 12 years old, I was walking my dog and I started running with my dog towards my friend. I remember my friend like waving at me and I was like running with my dog was at night. It was part of like this big walk, like my, my parents um, and my dance partner's parents would be doing like these nightly walks together as part of a bonding thing. And I brought my dog with me. And this night um, I was catching up with my dance partner's sister, who's my friend. And all of a sudden I tripped and I hit my cheek really hard, uh, my cheekbone against the asphalt. And I don't know if you guys have ever had a concussion, but typically how concussions work is that whatever part of the head you physically hit your brain moves and hits the opposite side. So if I'm hitting my cheek, my brain is actually suffering the concussion from the, so this is my left cheek on my right, the the back of the right side of my head on the back. And so that's where my brain actually hit my skull. And so that's where I had my concussion. And this concussion was like a really, really bad one. I remember I didn't have any short-term memory for about two months and I couldn't go to school and it was just like a big deal, right? And I was being told that my my concussion was being healed and that my brain cells were regrowing and that there was neurogenesis occurring and that my memory would improve as a result. And I was like, okay. And as soon as I just like realized that, as soon as I had that insight come in, as soon as I heard ayahuasca say that, all of a sudden I just calmed down and it went away. And side note, um, before I continue, I just want to share with you guys, like I actually feel like my processing, my memory, my ability to learn and stay focused and pay attention has improved by like tenfold. It is nuts. I am just picking up information so quickly and I feel like in fact, the plant medicine ceremonies did rewire my brain. There's no like scientific explanation. It's not like I can prove this, but I saw it. I was told and I feel it now. I actually feel the results and it's just amazing. And then I, after this, for some reason, I just couldn't help but dance. So I started dancing, right? And when you're doing ayahuasca, it's like, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what, what you're going to be led to do. So I started dancing, started dancing outside. And I just, it felt so good to just like touch my body in central ways and move my hips. And I started belly dancing and I just felt like all my chakras were being realigned. And I felt so safe for the first time in my life to be in my body. And, um, I was actually told that all the excess weight that I ever carried in my life, like through childhood would come off as a result, you know, from this point forward, I would no longer have any excess weight carrying me down because I no longer have the trauma that's associated with this weight. And that it's for the first time in my life, it's safe to be in my body and I can enjoy my body and love my body and be with my body. 
And then I remember thinking of plastic surgery and you guys have been open with you guys about, you know, my plastic surgeries in the past. And all of a sudden I was thinking about plastic surgery and I thought to myself, how absurd is it (laughs) to be pried open with metallic objects and allow someone to cut at your body to change something that the universe divinely blessed you with? Like how weird is it to let a human being, another human being who is not nearly as powerful as the entire universe that gifted you this body, pry you open and cut you and shift you around according to their idea of beauty. And I was like, whoa, it was a shift that I did not expect because I'm not against plastic surgery. And again, even now I'm like, you know what? It's your body. You do whatever you want to do. But for me, for the first time ever, I was like, I don't ever want to do that again. I just have no desire to ever do that again. And then as I was laying in a hammock, I remember moving to a hammock, which hammocks feel good, you know, towards the end of the night when you're exhausted and you're feeling blissful, like swinging in a hammock is just so, so magical, especially with all the crickets you hear and the wind rustling and all the animals come alive and it's just so beautiful. Uh, don't worry, there's no animals at Rhythmia because uh, Rhythmia is completely fenced in, but you can kind of hear it. Um, alongside Rhythmia in the jungles. And it's just so, so beautiful. And Ayahuasca told me that when I go home, I really need to start a yoga, meditation, and breathwork practice because this was my medicine. She said that this is my continued medicine and I would continue to stay open and channel source. Um, She told me the other day that I was a channel to source and that I need to trust and honor infinite intelligence constantly flowing through me. And um, oh man, I have so many things to say, but it's actually related to ceremony number four. So I'm going to save that for that. But, um, I just felt so called to be like, oh man, I need to do breath work. And I was like, breath work. I, I never wanted to do breath work before we actually did breath work before we started Rhythmia. Um, you start and end with breath work classes, which is awesome. It's part of the program. And I freaking hated it the first night and I, my ego was acting up and I was so hungry and I needed to pee and I just didn't get it and I didn't enjoy it. I was being so impatient, but the first time ever I was a feminine goddess in human form and feminine is very patient and feminine is very, um, is, is much flowier and much slower and much more present. And so for the first time in my life, I was like, wow, I don't need a weight lift. I don't need cardio. I don't need, hey, I need yoga. I need meditation. I need breath work. And then I was told how to eat this night, which was very interesting. Um, I was shown obviously a lot more fruits and vegetables, as we all know, like we don't need ayahuasca to tell us this. But also she said, um, you know, I consulted with her, you know, can I eat animal protein or is animal protein something that isn't serving me? And she said, and she showed me immediately visuals of pigs and cows being slaughtered. And I just felt so much sadness about it. And she said, you're eating their sad feelings. And I was like, oh my God, okay. And so I immediately started tuning in. I'm like, wait, am I going vegan? Uh, Because I've done vegan in the past and it doesn't serve, it really doesn't serve me. Like I just don't feel my best um, eating a vegan diet, even though, yes, I understand the benefits, but for me personally, every single body is different. And I tuned into that and she said, no, 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 you're okay. Eating chicken. You're okay. Eating eggs. You're okay. Eating fish. Um, but no beef or pork. 
So, and, and then she also said no coffee. And by this point at Rhythmia, you don't drink coffee. Um, you are detoxed off of coffee at least three days before ceremony starts and then throughout the ceremony and then at least three days after. And they say for ultimate results, two weeks before and two weeks after. And all of a sudden I felt no desire for coffee anymore. And she told me that she showed me, I have, um, there's this brand called Four Sigmatic that makes these mushroom, um, adaptogenic mushroom, uh, blends. And essentially this has become, uh, my afternoon coffee. I drink it as my afternoon coffee, but she showed me that I should drink that and that should be my coffee replacement. And I will get all the energy and nutrients and all of the life force energy that I need from this rather than drinking coffee and how coffee was actually contributing to my feelings of anxiety and sadness. And she said that coffee and caffeine is such an amplifier for me of negativity and for any negative emotions and anxiety and how it doesn't serve me. And I was like, whoa, okay. And all of a sudden it felt so right to not drink coffee, which is so weird because I'm one of the biggest coffee lovers and I still haven't had coffee, you guys. It's been like two and a half weeks and I have I have so much energy. It's like ridiculous. I don't have any dips in my energy. It feels so stable. I feel so detox, but that's a side note because I'm going to talk more about that in part three. But, um, so anyway, it just that those are all my downloads. And then I walked home from ceremony that night feeling fully tapped into my feminine nature for the first time. I thought I've been tapped in before, but I really was tapped in for the first time. And I felt nothing but peace. I felt nothing but love. I felt nothing but unity. And then I finally felt some relief for the first time. Um, And also Brennan actually felt better after this night as well. And the whole day, I felt on top of the world. Like I was like, wow, now I know why I came here. Now I finally got what I needed. Like I am so good. Life is amazing. Woohoo. Like I just felt so high vibe. I felt like I let go of so much and really tapped into who I truly was. And then, (laughs) and then ceremony four came around and ceremony four was called Columbia night. And the name of the ayahuasca was called Yahe. And Yahe is like this disgustingly thick motor oil consistency ayahuasca that's been brewed for five days. And the shaman leading us through a Colombian night is named Leo. And he works directly with Taita Juanito, who is the grandson of that oldest shaman that I was talking about from the Colombian lineage that oversees uh, Rhythmia. And he was serving the medicine and he came to our plant integration class to kind of talk about the medicine. And for some reason, I got so uneasy in his presence and I started to feel that dread come up. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? I was having such a good time up until now, Leo. And now you're scaring me and I don't know why. And it was so odd. And I felt so nervous to do the medicine with him and anyone else I talked to because I was in a group of four with my girlfriends. Um, You guys probably saw them with me. I was tagging them um, all over my stories. Actually, they're all public with their journey. So yeah, Jen, Stephanie, and Lauren. And they were like, they were all like, oh no, I felt so good with him. I'm so excited to do the medicine with him. And he seems so awesome. And I just couldn't figure out why, right? It just made no sense. 
And throughout the day, because we had the ceremony, this ceremony was different, uh, where it started at 7.30 p.m. and it basically ended at like 11 a.m. Um, they say 7.30 a.m., but the ceremony really does go to 11 in the morning. And so we had a lot more time since we're not starting at 5.30, we're starting at 7.30. The day was a little longer. Um, I didn't have a colonic that day. I actually had a colonic another day. So there's, I didn't do much. I just relaxed. I remember being in a, in a hammock for a lot of this time crying. And for some reason, the feelings of unworthiness came up for me that day. And I just felt like I wasn't worthy of having a healing and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And I was also healing feelings of not doing things right. Like I was, I was the oddball out or I was um, dancing to the beat of my own drum and that people were judging me for it. And just like emotions that made no sense. It wasn't tied to any actual event that was happening, but it was just, again, remember what's coming is going, what's coming is going. So you don't want to question your feelings, right? Society teaches us to question and then suppress our feelings. But what ayahuasca teaches us is to let them come to the surface so that they can be healed. So I was healing this like feeling of, you know, doing things right, like that there's doing things the right way. And then there's doing things a wrong way. And what I had to learn through ceremony number four is that there is no right or wrong, but that's what I felt throughout the whole day. So in ceremony, um, I'll spare you guys the process. Let's just get right into it. It was time to do the repay and I got the repay from Sarah and Sarah put me at ease. And so I went to my mattress after talking to her again, and she was just like kind of calming me down. I also had Lindsay, who was a beautiful soul from Tuesday night that I felt so safe with. She also uh, shared some affirmations with me. I told her that my intention that night was to learn unconditional love. And she said, oh man, that's one of the most beautiful journeys you could ever ask for. So I was like, okay, we're good. So I went to my mattress and I just started feeling discomfort again. And it wasn't the excruciating discomfort like the other nights, but I just sat there with emotion, like so much emotion going from crying to laughing, to feeling nervous, to feeling panic, to feeling unworthy, to feeling it was like a roller coaster of emotion. And they just lingered with me for the majority of the night until I got nauseous. And I was like, oh, whoa, is it time for me to purge? And then I ended up purging. And what I ended up purging, which Ayahuasca actually confirmed with me a couple of days prior, that I have purged energetically. I, I don't necessarily need to purge physically like everyone else because I was like, why is everyone else throwing up but me? I want to purge physically. And she said, no, no, no. You've been purging through sweating. You've been purging through yawning. You've been purging through burping. You've been purging. You are clear. You're a clear channel. Don't worry about that. So I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden I started to purge. Except instead of the usual like black tar looking purge that a lot of people are purging, I purged like a greenish gray acid and it was extremely acidic. And, you know, you could say, duh, Catherine, like stomach acid, but I've puked up stomach acid before in the past. I know what it looks like. I know what it tastes like. I know what it feels like. This is not the usual stomach acid. It was like a different, deeper kind of acid and it was greenish gray in color. And then I went to the bathroom immediately. I, I was like, oh my God, I got to poop. 
And so I got up, I went to the bathroom. Of course, there was a line because yahe is a very purgative medicine. And so it really does get all the shit out of you, uh, literally and figuratively. And there was a line and I was like, oh my God, am I going to make it? Oh my God, I'm not going to make it. And guess what, you guys, it's completely fine to not make it. And there's a lot of people who don't make it and they go in their pants and there's a facilitator that helps them take them to the room, uh, change and then come back to ceremony. So even if you go to arrhythmia and you're afraid of this happening to you, don't worry about it. It happens. Um, <laughs> there is no right or wrong. You just got to you just gotta let it go. Just got to let it go and just be in the humor of it. As the universe confirmed for me the day before that this is all one big cosmic joke with a shooting star, just got to treat it as a cosmic joke. But luckily, um, I went to the bathroom. Someone came out right on time and then I purged out the other end and it was acid again and it hurt like hell. Let me tell you, it was so painful. And, you know, we are taught to ask what the purge is. Sometimes we get an answer. Sometimes we don't. The answer I got was, Catherine, your body is too acidic. Um, So we had to let go of the acid. And this is also part of why you can't drink coffee anymore. I was like, okay. And uh, ayahuasca was like, follow the diet protocol to bring your body back to homeostasis. And by body protocol was no pork, no beef, no coffee, lots of fruits and vegetables, um, and less frequent animal protein, but I'm okay to have chicken and, and fish and eggs. So I was like, okay. And then it was time for something called a healing circle. And a healing circle is where the shaman puts everyone in the circle. And I believe he did about four of these circles. And I went in the very first circle in the woman's only circle. And the circle was so beautiful. But as I was approaching the circle, I didn't feel worthy of being there. And so I remember forcefully pushing myself to the middle of the room to go into the circle. And it was so forceful, guys, that I was crawling to the healing circle. I didn't just get up and walk. I crawled. And as I was crawling, I kept chanting to myself, I am worthy of healing. I am worthy of receiving. I am worthy of healing. I am worthy of receiving. And in this healing circle, pretty much the shamans go around you. There's like five of them who just do a healing on you. And it's, it's, it's so indescribable. It's, it's chanting, it's music, it's prayer, it's waving things on you, feathers blowing you, like just all this, there's just so many sensations happening. And as it's happening, you, you feel a relief. Um, you could purge in that moment. They say, bring your bucket just in case you could cry. You could laugh. You could just sit there in bliss and awe. Any way that you could receive the healing is right for you. And so after the healing circle, I went outside and I, I laid in a hammock and I remember going in and out of taking naps. I fell asleep for maybe like an hour and then I'd wake up and I'd wake up in a panic right away. Like, like something would just come through me. And ayahuasca kept telling me the mantra, and this is a mantra that I'm now living by, which is don't numb it, just love it. Don't numb it, just love it. And so I was like, okay. So I started to say things like, I love you fear. I love you anxiety. I love you sadness. You are all loved. I am loved. And for the first time ever, I felt like the emotion started to shift. Every time I brought love and light to these emotions, they would just dissipate. And so it was a game again of just learning to love every single part of myself, the shadow self, the ego, 
every part of myself deserved love. And so I just practiced telling it how much I loved it, how much I loved my emotions, my feelings, my fears, my anxieties, my worries, my sadness, anything that would come up, I would practice loving it. And then I just kind of laid there and I just remember laying there for what felt like an eternity. Um, and it was really, tonight wasn't like crazy visuals. Tonight wasn't crazy, like seeing things. It was just, it was just doing the boring inner work. Like it was just going through a coaching session that lasted 12 hours. That's what it felt like. And it was just me learning that there really is no good or bad in this world. There is only what serves you or what doesn't serve you. And then whichever you choose to keep, because we always have choice in life. We can choose to keep our suffering or we can choose to keep joy. We can choose to let go of suffering or we can choose to let go of joy. It's all a choice and there is no right or wrong. And I've, of course, coming into this, feeling like there's a right or wrong, learn that there isn't. And then I got like really bored of doing this inner work. And I was like, oh my God, will this night ever end? And I remember just laying in this hammock exhausted, but you can't, but having like trouble really resting. I felt like even my naps weren't me resting. And all of a sudden, Mother Aya told me to look behind me. And when I looked behind me, I saw the sun started to rise. And it was like the most beautiful sunrise I've ever seen. And it came up in the color of the brand colors that I channeled from night one. And I just looked at it and I was like, wow, this just feels so right. And as the sun rose, um, others had come outside and people just started talking because ayahuasca started to wear off with the sunrise, especially. And people were just talking and processing and sharing and laughing. And there were some hilarious things that happened this night. Uh, One of them that I remember was somewhere in the middle of ceremony this guy starts hysterically crying and then he starts hysterically laughing and then he just goes, wow, wow, this is amazing. Wow. Like so loud, gets up, starts running outside and just starts running up and down the whole Rhythmia like campus. I keep calling it campus, but it's a hotel, property, whatever, yelling, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Obviously, I don't want to yell in the microphone, but it was so hilarious. So, and then apparently um, Lauren said, or or Jen said that um, during the night she was outside and, you know, we're all having different experiences. Like what we see could happen at like random times of the night and we could be inside when it's happening or outside when it's happening. So we were just sharing stories of like random stuff that happened. And apparently Jen saw someone punch the stone head. There's like an Easter Island stone head outside and someone literally was like yelling at it and punching it in the middle of ceremony. So we're like outside and talking, we're processing and the the mood is very light. Everyone feels like they let go of a, a century of emotion, a century of what's whatever their body was holding on to. And then at some point, it was very interesting. Um my friend Lauren came up to me and she was like, "Catherine, I need to talk to you." And I was like, okay. And she started telling me like this very, very, very scary like vision that she had in her ceremony. And as she was talking, I felt my intuition or or Mother Ayahuasca or my voice or something tell me, start to channel for her what it actually meant. 
And I started to give her insights and I started to give her like pieces of the puzzle um, to bring it all together, to show her that all Mother Ayahuasca was showing her was the worst case scenario and not necessarily what's actually going on and exactly how she could transform this vision that she was having and what her actual purpose in life was. And all this stuff was just coming through me. And as I was talking to her, I just had crazy goosebumps. And I realized for the first time, all of a sudden, I was like, holy shit. I am channeling right now. And it just put me in the best mood. And I felt like I was trusting divine intelligence to come through me for the very first time. And so that was just like such a beautiful thing to experience. And I've been experiencing that ever since. But that's kind of how the morning went. And then it was time for closing circle. And I went back to the Maloka. And I realized why Leo was upsetting me so much. As he was talking, and it's morning, you guys, it's like 10 a.m. now. As he was talking, telling us how to integrate, how to eat, how to do this, um, he was telling us the, the, um, you know, the, the ritual of the bitter bath and the sweet bath, which is something that you can buy. You can buy these herbs at Rhythmia and you can also make them at home as well that you're supposed to like cover yourself with up to 16 days after ceremony as part of the integration process. So he was kind of like describing all this. And I'm like tuning him in and out, enjoying his presence, uh, but also like thinking at the same time, wait a second, what changed? Why am I freaking obsessed with this man? Like, why, why do I feel so good in his energy right now? And I realized, you guys, that Leo was a representation of my mom that I needed to heal. He represented the matter of fact, like strict mother that I grew up with, the mother that didn't allow me to express my emotions, that didn't know how to be with me when I was expressing my emotions, Um, very like matter, matter of fact, straight to the point, like Russian Soviet mother, while Sarah, the other shaman, was representing a loving, nurturing kind of mother that my inner child wished she grew up with. And as soon as I made that connection, I literally fell in love with Leo. And at the very same time, I fell in love with my mom again. And I've been going through this whole journey with healing stuff between me and my mom and learning more about my mom and especially going through her trauma on Monday. It was like it was like a whole culmination of this healing that I really needed to do with my mom and all Leo, the shaman was, was just a mirror to this relationship. And it was like, whoa. Okay. So after, um, I came home from the ceremony feeling like everything has come full circle and that I healed so much. I felt like I went through the process of show me who I've become, merge me with my soul at all costs, and then heal me with my heart And the last ceremony was just literally tying the loose ends of anything else that still wasn't serving me was supposed to come out. And then the next day I had like the best day, except for a brief moment where I took an hour long nap because I was so energized. I fell asleep then at noon um, because at some point my body just crashed like, whoa, girl, you haven't slept all week. Like, and you really haven't slept the night before it's time to go to bed. And then I woke up for my colonic and I felt so dehydrated. I went to my colonic and I was like, hey guys, I'm just not feeling this. Is there any way I can switch it to another day? They're like, yeah, you look really dehydrated. Here's um, some, uh, what what do they call it? Electrolytes. Go drink some coconut water. 
go drink some juice. So I really took care of myself. And then I went to this thing called the Dance of Liberation. And again, Rhythmia has these awesome classes that they integrate into the process where you can really um, utilize them for releasing, for setting new intentions, for inviting in something new. So I went to this thing called Dance of Liberation and I set the intention to let go of any remaining sadness that I was holding on to, as well as invite in liberation. And basically what they do, guys, this is so cool. They blindfold you and you dance for an hour blindfolded to the music, to the beat, and you're allowed to express yourself however you feel fit. Like you can cry, you can laugh, you can scream. I was like screaming. I was like, really letting go. I was like shaking myself out, whatever. And I felt at the end of it, like I was truly liberated from those feelings. And then we came to breath work and breath work, you guys, is my new favorite thing ever in my life. We had a final breath work class and I actually went through the process again. I went through the whole healing process. I felt like I remerged with my soul and rehealed my heart. And I felt like I went back to source, came back down. And for the first time in my life, I just felt like my mission of raising the consciousness of this planet was like a real deal thing. And this is why I came here. And I just kept repeating to myself, like, I am here to raise the consciousness of this planet. And it was like the most unexplainable hour of my life where I felt like my entire journey at Rhythmia and my entire life just culminated together and completely liberated me from pain. And it was also within this uh, breathwork that I was reminded that, you know, the only punishment that exists in life is self-punishment and that my life is no longer a life where I have to learn from suffering. I don't have to be a wounded healer anymore. I don't have to expect the worst to come in life. I don't have to be afraid of anything. My past made me who I am and it's been a traumatic past, but now I don't have to evolve through pain anymore. I've spent my whole life evolving through pain, but now I can actually evolve through love and I can evolve through joy. And um, again, I channeled that I was told to come back to breathwork classes and share breathwork with others. And I immediately started looking at like breathwork, uh, breathwork certifications. I thought of um, immediately thought of bringing a breathwork instructor to my Bali retreat and just seeing how I can invite that into my practice and also share it with you guys because it also Rhythmia said, and I just opened up my notes before recording this podcast um, from a plant ceremony Uh, a pre-plant ceremony class that we did on Monday morning where they talked about the healing process of plant medicine and how there's many ways to get there. There You can do hypnosis, right? You can do deep, deep hypnosis. You could do super meditation. You could do long-term therapy and even death, right? Death is like the ultimate healing because you transcend all your pain and you realize, wait a second, it was a cosmic joke to begin with. But the fastest and easiest ways to get there, Rhythmia mentioned this, and I didn't realize this until after my final breath work, where I saw what they meant. I actually experienced what they meant. They said the fastest and easiest ways to get there, and by there means healing, is through plant medicine and through breath work. And so I realized that you know, breath work. That is why ayahuasca kept saying breath work is another one of my medicines and I should come to breath work. And I realized that, especially for those of you, you know, as I'm recording this podcast, you know, not everyone's going to be called to try plant medicine. And I, I will talk more about this in, 
in part three, but I don't recommend this for everybody. I only recommend this experience for those who are called to it. If you have a calling, if ayahuasca is calling you, and if you feel um, like it is part of your journey to go and experience it, then by all means do it. But if you don't feel called to it, I truly believe that you're not ready for it and you should either wait to have a call or you might never have a call. And that's okay because this is just one healing modality. It's a very powerful one, of course. It's very intense, but it's not the only healing modality. And, you know, I feel called to share with you that there are many healing modalities and it's so important to go with whatever your soul is calling you to do. Of course, pay attention to fear as well, because it could be your ego just telling you like, no, 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 don't try this because your ego does not want to uh, kill itself off, right? Um, it doesn't want to die. It wants to, it wants to be present in your life. And of course, the ego is a very important part of the 3D dimension and 3D reality. It's part of the physical expression of our bodies, of ourselves, of our consciousness. We, if we don't have an ego, we, we wouldn't be here, right? So it's very, very important. It serves us in some ways, but not in all ways. So you just got to be mindful of like, is this my soul calling me or is this my ego preventing me from going there? Um, And really, really tune into that and just know that you don't have to do plant medicine to go to altered state of consciousness because breath work accomplishes very, very similar things, um, but not as intense, of course. And so that was just like such a, I remember being invited to breathwork classes in the past. I remember hearing about breathwork and I would just avoid it. And now I realize why I was avoiding it is because my ego doesn't like it, but my soul is all, all about it. So that's my experience, you know, my play-by-play experience. And in the next episode, what I'm going to share with you guys is what I brought home with me from Rhythmia. Part of some visions that I had, changes that I'll be making, how the plant medicine transformed my life and how I've been integrating over the last week or so um, will all be shared in the next episode. Um, I'm super curious to hear from you guys. If you're listening to this right now, take a screenshot, share it on your social, uh, send me a DM, leave a comment, uh, share it with someone who you know is curious about Rhythmia or curious about ayahuasca. That would definitely mean the world to me. And then I also want to hear your takeaways or your thoughts, or if you have your own experiences, what those experiences are like. And and just starting this conversation around pet medicine would be so awesome. So definitely, definitely reach out to me and let me know. And then if you have any intention on going to Rhythmia, I will actually put in the show notes their website and their phone number that you can call. And if you feel called to go, uh, definitely mention my name. Again, I'm not sponsored, so I don't get anything for this. Like I don't, I didn't get anything for coming to Rhythmia. I paid my way through. But if you mention my name, if you have like a referral, I believe that they give you a free shuttle, which a shuttle could be like $150 to to the airport and $150 back. And I believe that you could save that $300 um, where they just pick you up from the airport, take you to Rhythmia, and then bring you back as included if you are referred by someone. So definitely mention my name. Um, And then last thing I wanted to mention, you guys, if you haven't yet enrolled in Epically Aligned, I believe that by the time this episode is out, time is running out and the new year is just around the corner or we just hit the new year. The boot camp starts on June 6th and it goes for three days, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 11, 11 a.m. I'm going to do live workshops to show you exactly how to set soul aligned goals 
that are aligned with your purpose, how to reach them in record speed and record time and let go of anything that isn't serving you in the new year so you can set the tone for a brand new decade. Go to manifestationbabe.com slash links if you haven't yet signed up. This is the only time I'm ever offering this awesome goal setting workshop. So definitely come inside and let's start this new year's party. All right, you guys, I will catch you in the next episode. Love you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at Manifestation Babe or visiting my website at manifestationbabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.